Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hello everyone, welcome back to Rule the Roost podcast. I'm not recording from, I'm not doing my Alan Partridge recording from a hotel in Sheffield this time. It would, I mean, spooky, welcome back. Would you, would you want to record from a hotel with me? Just just record a podcast, I'm not making any other sort of advance on you. What, what if I was actually in the room with you ordering room service? Well, we could do that if you want to. I mean, it's notoriously, notoriously overpriced and not very good quality, isn't it? But we can do that if you want. Yeah. I'm up for that. It sounds like a jolly. Yeah. Trash right. the hotel room afterwards. I mean, that's the kind of the rock and roll thing to do. Podcasters are the new rock and roll stars, after all, aren't they? There you go. Exactly. I was, I was talking about this on the uh, on the little post forest pod the other day. We're, we're quite a, uh, a demonized demonized breed now, podcasters, aren't we? Have you seen? Like, it seems to be when when podcasts first started happening. You know, there was kind of a, a lot of ire directed at you know the early days of the fighting cock and stuff when we were doing that, hmm. and maybe we didn't help ourselves fully in places, but still, I think the concept of actually just like podcasting wound people up. And then we've had a good good few years now of being left alone and people just sort of realizing we're part of the content cycle. But I've just noticed again now. In the past few mm. months, again, there's been this, you know, you're seeing mm. these kind of, and it seems to be especially, I, I get it, I get that there's this archetypal male podcaster that either talks about, like, crypto or speaks in sort of a misogynistic fashion. But podcasters are getting it again now. There's, like, parodies of podcasters on TikTok. Mm. There's all sorts. You know, why, why can't they just leave us alone, mate? Yeah. I mean, look, do you want the serious response or do you want banter? Like, I mean, can we meet somewhere in the middle? Let's let's get this. Yeah, yeah. I, I, the thing is, I don't, I don't think as as far as us, as far as me and you and the other guys, I don't think we take it that seriously. I mean, it's obviously a serious thing if, for for example, you look over to to what Flav's doing. It's his career. It's his livelihood, right? Okay, so he 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 has to be professional in all. Forms of content and podcasting that he does across, you know, when's he going to start doing that then? And... <laughs> Wee, yeah. um, you know, I think for the rest of us, you know, there's a there's, mate, it's always been a, it's always been therapy, right? And it's yeah. always, always been a better way to to talk about things. I mean, back in back in the day, it was us meeting face to face. You know, in Crouch End, and we we we'd have beers, we sit around, and we talk about the game. Sometimes we never got to see 
everybody at the actual game. So it was a good way of just getting together and just chatting about Spurs. And, 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 that, and that resonated. We would not be here doing this if there was not an audience. And I guess the point of it is you don't have to like podcasts. You don't have to listen to them. You don't have to care about people's opinions. But at the same time, you're probably on Twitter caring about people's opinions delivered in a way where perhaps you do not quite grasp the tone of what you're reading and the way that you respond ends up being a point scoring competition with the person. So you can you can slag off podcasts. You can say there's too many of them, but it's infinitely better doing this than it is typing threads and trying to trying to talk to people that think you're a clown and a moron and they're not willing to listen to what you say you know if you met them at Tottenham and you had a conversation with them you'd, you'd get your point across and you'd probably find a middle ground with that person on Twitter you never will and on here I'd like to think that it kind of bridges the gap a little bit um I think it definitely does I think it's you know I think it can, you can get enough of your personality that you share on Twitter out in in this form but also kind of show people all oh, right he's not i mean he's a dick but he's not that much of a dick do you know what mm. i mean that's that's what i tell myself anyway you know like <laughs> when i do this but still should we uh we'll stop going on about the victimhood of podcasting um and talk about tottenham hotspur oh do we have to i know okay, i know right spoil spoil the pod by Look, talking about tottenham let's just let's just front load this mate like where are you at with everything right now? Because I'll I'll lay my cards on the table. Right, it was great to beat Forest. It was of you know it was it was it was mm. obviously good, especially seeing Liverpool mess up earlier on in the day, and it feels to me it's it's, it's so entitled. It feels so entitled, but really, finishing in the top four is par for us now. Really, it should yeah. be considered kind of par. Yeah. So it's kind of like it's one of those things that, despite all the issues and problems we've had over the year, at least we'll hopefully, fingers crossed, finish in the top four. So the season's not a total write-off. Hmm. But also, like, it's such a miserable way to process football. Do you know what I mean? And that's kind of where this I'm at. It. I'm like, <clears throat> great, we're doing our job. Isn't that fun? You know. I think. I think if 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 this season was more of the back end of last season. Um, I think we'd all be okay. We we would, you know, the grand sacrifice that I that I made was, look, I'm willing to give up a bit of style if we've got this kind of very effective substance and we're, we're getting the job done. We're bullying teams. We're aggressive. We're we're really well organised and the rest of it. And for whatever reason, that has not that's not panned out this season, right? Whether it's injuries, whether you know we've taken a few steps back for whatever reason tactically, we've been a bit more fearful. Conte hasn't handled the PR at all well, and that maybe that's just Conte. That's just the way he is. He's hyper competitive. Um, I, I, I appreciate that he's someone who is quite obviously obsessive about football, but because of the messaging uh, and the way that he is narrating his time at Spurs through the press conferences, it kind of it kind of drains you a little bit as a Spurs fan, and especially when the football loses that impact. Um, it then becomes a, a question of of how does it all make you feel, and 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 most of us are sat here thinking week to week, game to game, we we don't feel great about it. It's not resonating. We're not connecting with it uh, in, in the right way. So you try and step out of it and think, well, 
is this is this like a, a graft type of season? You know, not too dissimilar to the scum up the road, where they went through a few hardships before they kind of found their their their, their groove and their rhythm. Is this what we're through going through at the minute? Are we wrong to want him out? Are we wrong to do the same thing we always do as a football club and 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 sack the manager and bring someone else in and start again? You know, is this what we need to do as a football club? Just shift and work through it. I'd say yes if we if we had the the right energy from Conte. So the whole thing right now has just I think fallen apart. That the the, the belief is it, it's not. I don't see it as being something tangible from Conte. As much as he celebrates uh, on the in 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 the technical area, as much as he looks connected to the players, there's something lacking in amongst it. And I think you get down to the bare bones. It, football is how it makes you feel. Um, everything else is a bonus at the end of the day. And, and depending on who you support, you might never see that bonus. Or that bonus might be something like, I don't know, finishing 10th in, in, in League Two because you've never done that before. You know, with Spurs, we should be doing a lot more than just finishing fourth because we have that capacity to do it. Um, it just feels like another experiment has come to its end, really. And... Did it? But this is the question, mate. Like that, I I continually sort of find myself asking of Conte. Did it ever really start, though? You know, because it felt like within weeks of him being here, he was complaining about the club and he mm. was just visibly unhappy. I've never, I've not at all. Even when we did have the good run at the end of last year, it was great because we were beating Arsenal. I've never felt connected to him, man. I haven't. And maybe, yeah, in part, I would say I probably haven't allowed myself to feel connected mm. to him. But he's done nothing at all to kind of, to, to, to I feel, really make that effort. I watched that, you know, I mm. just, whatever. I know this isn't, this isn't messaging coming directly from Daniel Levy. It's a kind of yeah. a social team work on their own behalf. But... I just sort of think like, you know, the message, like putting out a Conte cam after that Forest game is such a woeful misinterpretation of what people want right now. You know, and I, I had a bite on it. and you, uh, But the thing is, you could see most of the comments in there were like, why should, well, we don't care about this at the moment. The fellas yeah. should just come out in a week and blame basically us for being unhappy with what's going on. And this, this is, but this is what irritates me, mate, you know, like, because we do, it's always seen as like, when you mention kind of, what they're doing up the road right now, right? Oh, you can't think about them. That it doesn't matter if we finish fourth. Well, of course, you can think about them, though. Of, like, of course, you let's like let's not play silly buggers. Like, of course, it matters what Arsenal are doing. It will mm. be shit if they win the league. Of course, it's a black cloud over what we're doing. It just is. Like that's that's just how it works. But it's kind of for me, it's doubly painful at the moment because it's not just like the the. The the very thought of Arsenal. We've I know we've seen them win stuff before. We've seen them win the fucking league at White Hart Lane, you know. But mm. it's not just the thought of them winning something. It's seeing them kind of like you say, sticking by somebody, buying into the project, and that stuff aside, just the noises that you hear from that toad, the way he is so linked to that club, the way he loves them, the way he he presses all the right buttons for the fan base, for the players, to create a proper mob mentality, a siege mentality there. It's It's enviable. It is enviable. And all that we have is this fella that's paid, what, one of the highest wages in kind of world sport, 
just to come just to come and continually look for an excuse as to why we cannot compete when you've got them doing it up the road with similar budgets a similar kind of infrastructure now yes i know i appreciate they've had their success previously and i do also think there's something to be said for the general goodwill around arsenal winning the league and how that morphs into performances from opposition people can mm. say you're just being bitter but how many Leicester players are we now seeing come out and say you just had Simpson the other day talking about oh, even no, a referee no. saying that he wanted them to win the league oh, right. so we it's, can't it's, pretend this stuff it's doesn't mental, exist isn't it? you know the narrative is set for Arsenal to win the league this year but they are obviously helping themselves as well what irritates me is that we seem to have not only everybody against us, but we just have this guy that is so prickly and so unengaging that I just, I, do you know what I mean? I just want football to fuck off at the moment. That's that's kind of how well, I this feel. Is, this is the thing about this is the thing about where where I am because like I keep repeating the same mistake. I kind of I kind of momentarily backed Mourinho as well, and and the the whole thing around changing the mentality of of, of the, the team, even if it means sacrificing a bit of style to actually become these become a club that can win games ugly and 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 work through the the traits and the tropes that are, are perhaps have held us back in the past the the kind of naivety around it but unfortunately it didn't work out the way it should have worked out because those managers Mourinho and Conte ultimately are not suited for a football club and and the reason is actually it's a really it's a positive thing when you think about it there's a lot of clubs out there that are a blank canvas, that their identities is can be pulled left, right and centre by whomever is, uh, whoever is uh, managing their, their football club, right? Whereas Spurs have this kind of strong connection to who we are, what we are. And maybe that's held us back. And maybe that's where my sacrifice came in. Let's do something that, that goes against our principles because it might get us over the line and we can get the monkey off our back and then we then we can be ourselves again. Then we can be this, 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 the culture club, the style, uh, you know, uh, not style over substance, but the, 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 the swagger and the swashbuckle and the rest of it. But let's get over this this obstacle that we can never get over. But it, it doesn't work. It literally it doesn't fuse well with, with with everyone and everything. And and as much as we're like, yeah, let's back Mourinho, let's do this with Conte. After a while, and you saw it this season, it, people started breaking. They were like, I've had enough of Conte's football. It's nothing to do with Daniel Levy. It became an Enoch out thing afterwards, after the fact. I'm not saying he's not accountable because he's the one appointing these experimental managers. But the football broke us initially. We 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 thought, what are we doing here week to week? You know, this is not. You go for the football. You you're literally there because you 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 want to see Spurs entertain and everything else. You know, like I said, is a consequence of just how good you are. Um, and and Conte has us conditioned to think we're shit. Conditioned to think that everything that we do is is a miracle when it is a, a positive upturn. And it's just a weird way to manage expectations. Um, and and I think people have tapped out now. I think people are, I think supporters for the most part, you know, if they're honest with themselves, they know that the football ain't working. Obviously, people turn it into a political thing and it's like, he hasn't got the players. We're, we've got the same players we had 10 years ago. It's like, mate, our players are, not, are, are fair enough. We need to move. We need to shift a few out. I'm not, I'm not debating that. 
But this this fallacy that they're absolutely dog shit and incapable when you compare our squad to the rest of the league is bollocks. I mean, we're in fourth spot and we've been pretty awful this season. So that kind of tells you, yeah, maybe without the injuries and, and maybe with a little bit more consistency and rotation here, there, like we could have done a lot more. But it just feels, it just doesn't feel right now, you know, and that's just me trying to be honest, trying to be balanced. The way we surrendered both cups, I think it was poor. I think it was it, it was it was it was pathetic, mate. It was yeah, really it was just. I know, I know, we've got a bad record in domestic cup competitions. You know, Poch would often look towards the league, but we were often we were often rampant in the league as well, right? So we were probably aiming too high as as we normally do. You know, trying to think of finishing top three, top two, top one. Just finish of, thinking about that echo of glory, mate. That's what we're thinking we, about. We, and that's fine when the football matches up to to those sentiments. And I think, I think with Conte, as much as I respect him, as much as I understand his obsessiveness is a is is a powerful tool to have. As much as I'd like the club and us to find a common ground and I don't know whether that means that we have to drop a couple hundred million every every window you know I, even with all that stuff there's still no guarantees right because there's always a Chelsea there's always a City there's always a football club that spends a bit more and has that foundation of success from previous campaigns so I just want us to be the best version of us really and I, and I want us to know the club are doing the best they can possibly do to put us in a position to be competitive. The rest is just down to football, right? Um, under Conte, I think now we're just going through the motions. So it's 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 a numbing experience. And I get what you mean. You know, I was happy we beat Forest. And and all I could think about really afterwards was how many games we got left until the summer. Yeah. And then we can read we're getting these typical Tottenham in it. Next season, mate. We'll get it right next season. But here we are again. But this is part of the problem for me, mate. I mean, look, for now, I've, I'm fairly outspoken about this. You, you might say, it's just oh, it's, it's surprise. <laughs> it's got to be Pochettino about this summer, and I'm I'm not saying it's the perfect appointment. I'm not saying there's there's no risk or there's no problems there. But for me, it's it it, it crosses off a few things. It gets the kind of what if element. It crosses mm. that off. Mm. We have a sort. We have not a sort. We have a connection with the club again. We can start to feel the kind of love again. It's just to me, it's just a bit of a circuit breaker. While there are things in motion, right? We have Harry Kane, his sort of future up in the air. We have Hummin Son, who is you know on the steady sort of decline now as he gets older. We're gonna have to bring Hugo Lloris in. It's it's a real like transitional period for Tottenham and it feels like we're always in one of those but I mean I think at the moment we're in a real proper transitional period and I think for this time I just want Pochettino back I just want it I, th- I just want to feel connected because you mm. know when you hear this like Enrique's top of the list someone like mm. that Luis Enrique it, it that sparks nothing in me at all absolutely nothing it feels again like another Mourinho or Conte different type of manager but what I mean by that is a guy who has yeah, he's won loads previously, but now he's kind of he's he's older. His ideas are already starting to look a bit outdated. You know that Spain mm. team were horrible in the mm. World Cup, horrible to watch, like really, really horrible. 
It's interesting. I just, I just don't want that anywhere but, near the. I, I, I can't. We've done what three years now. Three years of this is. Mm. Let's just enjoy it again for a bit, you know. Yeah, but th- th- this is the thing. I mean, you know what I'm like, right? I'm 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 far too much of a deep thinker. I, I kind of attach myself to the philosophical stuff. Yeah. And 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 I've and like I've said earlier, I've kind of gone against that. Uh, in order to, to to see what happens when we try something that isn't very Tottenham, um, and and now I'm at the point where do you know what it just doesn't work, it doesn't work because we know what what it is that we want, and yeah, we're, we're quite fragile supporters, right? Because like we we keep reaching for the stars and we can't quite touch them, and we're we, we are ambitious as a fan base, and I think that does fuel everything around us in terms of of always looking to do better than what we're doing. But you're right. Going through a trans- transitional time, if you bring in the wrong person, it doesn't end well because there be there be there might be a rough season or so, and people will turn on the manager and the board again, and then we we re- we re- we just reboot again instead of restarting from scratch. With Poch, it isn't quite restarting from scratch. But what you get with Pochettino is that you know that there will be a connection there. Like you said, it'd be amplified amongst everyone and we can buy into the roughness of, of, of perhaps a, a season that doesn't, you know, doesn't quite go the way that you want it to go because we've, we've got to get rid of a bunch of players. We've got to bring in new players and there's there's, there's a kind of like a culture uh, um, refinement process that has to happen again. You know, Poch is a new man. Levy has probably learnt his lessons, you would hope, from the, the the last time out. But we buy into that. And that, that, that kind of harnesses a different type of atmosphere for everybody. We're all accepting because we're all on the same page and we know where we're going and we know what we plan to do. And we know how good it was under Poch the first time round. Yes, there's a risk associated to whether that can be repeated. Lots of people saying, don't go back, don't go back. Lots of people... Felt the Poch was a puppet. Felt that he'd never had it in him to go to to to, to find that edge to go up that extra bit of a, a level to really succeed, and 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 people think no, we need we need someone to come back. We need someone with a CV. We need someone to come in that that is a winner. And it's like, mate, what are the last two managers appointed? What what were they? It's again, it comes back down to the way the club makes you feel about everything, and you can you can. You can make it about trophies, which a lot of modern supporters and a lot of old timers seem to have latched onto. Where if you don't win something, it's a fucking waste of time. It literally isn't a waste of time. Most football clubs don't win things. We're in a position where we should really be competitive. But I've said this on a, on a couple of podcasts. Tottenham were never serial winners as a football club. We'd win a couple of trophies every decade, maybe three in a decade. Right in the in the time when football was on a level playing field, and then when it changed, it became even more difficult. Now, sure, we've had other clubs. You know, Leicester won a fucking FA Cup not that long ago. They won the league not that long ago. We've had other teams pick up uh, cups, and it's not like we haven't tried to do that. But we we've never been a football club that has collected silver with. We've just been relatively consistent, and we love an adventure. So um, I guess what I'm saying is, we've never. We don't define ourselves <clears throat> as a club that that, that 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 holds trophies, but we're proud of the trophies that we do pick up, and that's all we're asking for to get back to that kind of position. But going to Spurs was always it was more than than just 
are we going to win something this season? Whereas I think now everyone's fixated on that. It's like if you don't win anything, it, you, you've had a shit season. Um, and I, and I appreciate that we are, you know, we are thirsty for for a ribbon to be planted on 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 a cup and, and be lifted by what by a, a Spurs captain, right? I, I'm not I'm not saying that that's not what I, you know, I want that. I'm not saying that I don't want that, but I'm also saying that it's the other things that that make you happy uh, uh, and content to be Spurs, and that's fucking going to games and looking forward to going to games and leaving the game thinking, you know, that was fucking brilliant. You had it under Pochettino, that togetherness, that bond. And those those pricks down the road in the swamp have literally got the things that they used to mock us for. Oh, you got a fancy little football team that play pretty football and you're all together and you hold hands. And that's exactly what those pricks have got now. And that's what matters to them. They could, they, City could could beat them this season to the title. Now you go up to any goon and you tell please. them, have, have, you, have, have you had a shit season? And they say, no, we've had a fucking brilliant season. Well, they even said they had a brilliant race. season last year when they capitulated fourth mm. place to us, you know? Mm. It, I'm just saying that the, 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 let's not lose track of the of what it is that football should be about. And as much as it's it's great to have this, this uh, dream that someone like Conte can give us a dimension that we've lacked and make us winners it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to feel as good as as what a genuine version of Tottenham Hotspur is and and that genuine version of Tottenham Hotspur is deeply flawed so <laughs> we're in purgatory mate we're, we're never out of purgatory we're, we're always we're always, always comes trying back to, to be it? better always hey? comes back to, it, it just always comes back to that every single yeah, time yeah yeah you know? that's, that's, that's Tottenham but this is this is kind of where I ask, you know, because I I, I agree with a lot of your sentiment there. The only but, the only the only well the only part I slightly question is the fact that we've never really been a trophies club. I would say we've won a lot more than a lot of other clubs, really. If you think about throughout our history, the amount of FA cups mm-hmm. we've won, a couple of UEFA cups, you know, it, it, how many league cups we won? Four, five, maybe. I think I want to say four. I, I'm not I'm not saying that. Trophies are not uh, are not synonymous with with Spurs. I mean, obviously, in recent years, they definitely haven't been right. But f- f- the the football landscape has changed. People that bang yeah. on about twenty two years or, or or thirty odd years with, with one or two trophies, they kind of, they uh, they miss out the context of where we started from to get into a position to actually be a, a, a viable team to be able to win trophies. And then all the cup finals that we've lost and semi-finals that we've gone out to, we've been a little bit unlucky as well as, as, as getting it wrong in terms of managerial appointments and decision-making at a board level. But it's not like we haven't tried. And you're right, we do have a, a grand old history, right? But what I'm saying is we were never a Liverpool or a Man United. Yeah, yeah, when, okay. We were never a team that bossed an entire decade you, know, you have to go back to the sixties, where where we 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 had a super team. Really, I mean, you know, a team that we still talk about today, and most of us weren't even born to see it. Um, we have pedigree, we have history, we're, we're trailblazers. We, we've always been the first club to do mostly everything, right? And that's what makes us pretty special. But we kind of want to create a, a bit. We want to create new history now, and I guess where I've fallen um, back to is let's just do it the Tottenham way. Let's stop asking people like Mourinho and Conte to come in and change us. 
because like I said, we're not a blank canvas. We've got a strong identity and a strong heritage. So make the manager uh, amplify the good things about this football club. Exactly. And rather than exactly. turn the club into something that the manager... Now, Chelsea can do that. And I know what people are going to say. They've won two Champions Leagues, mate. They've won everything. They've literally won everything. That's fine. And, and, and I'm not sitting here saying I'm not a little bit jealous of every other club that wins things at a canter. But, but we didn't have laundered corrupt money. We haven't had oil money. We haven't had those advantages. And also, you look at Chelsea, who are, who are they actually? Like what, what identity do they actually have? They don't have anything. It's, it's, so therefore, it's easier for any manager to turn up there and, and mow them into whatever they want. And maybe that's the way you win in modern football. Maybe maybe my sentiments need to be binned now. And maybe we just have to wait for a billionaire uh, consortium or whatever to chuck money at everything. And then it becomes easy. And then it just becomes what e what ego manager, what uh, um, kind of uh, top-tier manager can come in to manage the egos at the football club. Oh, we can change him every two years. It won't matter because we're going to spend... 200 300 million every summer um and we're always gonna have superstars and it's just gonna be easy to win things it it, it, it do you get where i'm going i, it I feels, totally do mate it's, it, it, it's a difficult thing to wrap your head around really because it's like you want to win everything but you just you then you then realize you've got to do it the way city do it and the way chelsea do it um and occasionally people fuck up right guardiola's drunk this season and he's literally rolling out the red carpet to, to them not down the road. It's, it's fine thing because so, he's still he's still lauded as a genius because it's his protégé that's winning it. You, you can tell that the, the, the desire, it's not the same as like kind of locking horns with Jurgen Klopp as it has been for the past few years, you know? And it's just, this is, this is kind of what frustrates me about it. it. It frustrates me on one end that whenever Spurs come close to any sort of tangible success there's a groundswell of just sentiment to see that not happen there just is it, it like we it's not some kind of the world against us paranoia it's true like there's an entire culture of like memeing tottenham hotspur we even get kind of like people that support kind of league two clubs or talking about like tottenham zero trophies and all this type of thing you know, and I'm, I'm sure we could go on for ages about hmm. kind of the reasons behind this. Hmm. You see some people talk about it being our entitlement or this or that. You know, I, I don't even, and I'm not just saying this for the sake of it, I don't even like completely discount the fact that there's a there's a level of like veiled anti-Semitism to like the, the ground smell of opinion against Tottenham. Yeah. Because it's it's just bizarre. It's, it's, it's actually, it kind of is one of those things at first where it irritated me a bit. Do you know what I mean? It was just like, okay, all right, but we got to kind of laugh along with it because everybody has a bit of a joke. But it does seems to be now that like we're kind of in the pantomime of football. We're like the baddies, you know, and everyone, <laughs> ha it, they just get so much joy out of us failing. And I think what's, what's really turned my stomach this year is even despite the kind of, because I, I don't, I don't know, I'm very torn and I don't really agree with the weaponizing of, the Thomas Party stuff to us. Arsenal fans are allowed to enjoy what their club's doing this year, right? And I don't think they... 
I don't fully feel that they need to kind of have it like thrown in their face every time they kind of win a game that they have Thomas Party playing for. I think it's kind of crass and I think it's it's not I don't think that does anything to help sort of the, the victims of sexual trauma and sexual abuse at all to, to have that kind of right. thing weaponized in a kind of a back forth tennis game between football fans. The way they the way certain sections of the fan base hold him up, the way Mikel Arteta decided to pretend that Thomas Party was the victim. He, nobody asked him to do that. He volunteered yeah. that himself. That's an issue. That's yeah, that's, that's a, a kind of that's issue. a separate issue, right? That's that's a different thing. Um but just seeing the kind of the way that that is if, like just everything about them is kind of is being lauded right now. And yes, there's definitely a lot of jealousy there because I'm a Tottenham fan and it's Arsenal that people are all liking. But the the thing that irritates me really like with all of this type of stuff like you're like you're touching on there is and what i think leads to this feeling of numbness this jadedness is that we are so desperate now for success we're so desperate for it and it's it's kind of the the lack of direction really in a footballing sense from daniel levy and the people in charge of the club they're just so desperate to kind of impress I would guess, not share, like, I don't even know if we do have shareholders, but kind of people that have a stake in the club, be that sponsors, be that the NFL, be that whatever. Mm. And to just kind of quash any sort of fan sentiment that we are so totally prepared to completely shelve any of our own identity what it is that makes what, what why we support Spurs, you know? Okay, a yeah. lot of us support Spurs because a family member did, so we didn't really yeah. have a choice in the matter. But some people support <laughs> Spurs because they were drawn to the the mythology of the club. A lot of Americans, especially when I hear about them, they kind of they constantly say like on Twitter whenever this conversation comes up, drawn to the idea of like you know Americans love a plucky underdog. They like the yeah. nearly man. They like the guy who's kind of nearly there but not quite there, but still gives it his best kind of thing yeah we're not that anymore we just sack for we are just in the mo- we are whatever Mar- jose Mourinho wants to be or whatever antonio conte the- wants us to be and we just need to be happy with that otherwise we're losers and it- no fuck that man like you say like i want to go and watch tottenham and i want to enjoy it and i felt that way under pochettino i don't care if we didn't win anything under him quite well, you frankly t- you, doesn't take anything the- away from it you know no we well exactly you, i mean you touched upon something that we're when 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 you when you think back to Poch uh, and and those kind of peak seasons, that was probably the only time where everybody on the outside of Spurs pundits, even even some rival fans, gave us credit. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Since 2013, Bombus has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and t-shirts to those facing homelessness. 
If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. I'm not, I'm not beggy. I don't need other football fans and definitely don't need pundits to define how I feel about my football club, right? Yes, it's often nice to hear something different to the normal noise that, that, that's directed at us uh, and, and, and the club, especially from a, a kind of a, a Premier League narrative point of view, which is obviously, look, the Premier League is a very overproduced uh, kind of product and they're always going to uh, amplify Man United and Liverpool and, and the clubs that... That, that kind of help push their brand the world over. So Spurs are always going to be this kind of like, oh, why can't you do any better? Spurs should be doing any better. Levy has he's letting down everyone. And in, in the same breath, you know, I think Kane needs to go to Man United to win things. It's like, you, you don't even know what you're talking about here. We should be celebrated as a team that's trying to puncture, you know, the top tier of, of the Premier League and trying to do something different rather than malign constantly as, as this these kind of grand failures but Poch had us in a position excuse me uh, Poch had us in a position where everybody kind of stood up and took notice and and you know you had Gary Neville saying we were the best footballing side in the country you know you had rival fans like I said saying I think Spurs will probably win the league in the next season or two and it, and it was it was all right. It, it was it was one less thing to worry about, I guess. People were actually watching Tottenham and, and saying, "Fuck me, they got a team together here." Um, and he appears to be the only person, really, from all the managers being linked, um, that can bring that back and, and kind of give the club a bit of protection and give us a little bit of quiet time as we kind of crack on. Now, I'm not saying there aren't potentially better managers out there. I mean, I didn't predict Pochettino to to have the success he did at Spurs when 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 he came. And I, and I use the word success in 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 the how I was made to feel is is greater than any feeling that I've had, you know, in my life as a Spurs fan. I have to go back to the the late eighties, and you know, as much as for example, beating Chelsea at Wembley in the League Cup was a fantastic day out, and it was made even better because of what we did to Arsenal in the semi-final. It's a day I will never forget. I never think back to Robbie Keane and even Ledley King, who I, I fucking love both of those players. I don't think about them often. I think of Poch's team a lot. Yeah. I think of the players a lot. I think of the last-minute goals. I think of the... I even think of the calamitous final 18 months and how we still somehow managed to get into the Champions League final when we should have probably won the fucking thing a season earlier or the season that Juve uh, knocked us out. So it's, it's, so what is that? How do you quantify that? Because it's not, do you quantify it by what did you win? Well, we won nothing, but we did, we did under Ramos. I had to think about who the manager was for fuck's sake. Um, but how did Poch's team make me feel? It made me feel the, the very essence of what it is to, to be a football supporter, to feel absolutely wired and tethered to 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 what it, it means to belong to a football club. Now, you're going to get people who are very transactional listening to this. They probably won't, to be fair. 
um, uh, which is a benefit to you because it means you've got listeners who are willing to have these type of conversations. Yeah, I, I, I thought you were mugging me off then, Speaker. No, 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 one's, no one's listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the people that are like hyper-transactional, exactly, yeah. like, you know, well, what, what did Poch do at Tottenham? He didn't do nothing, mate. We didn't win anything. Oh, pretty football. And it's like, so you're, you're, you're wiping everything away. You're literally wiping the journey away. You're wiping all those moments that kind of build up to to momentum and build into hope and it's and, and belief and, and those things are the fundamentals of football they're, they're the things that drive you to the next game and and and, and fuel you to, to thinking something might happen and it's that an- anticipation is what football is and if you're lucky enough you get across the line and Spurs have been I mean probably our own obstacles have stopped us from getting over the line sometimes but 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 that's Spurs and and yeah I'm a little bit fed up with that as well that at some point are we going to get it right and it's the universe I think has got a very perverse sense of humour because of what's going on this season if you look at the top of the Premier League and and you think how's our luck how does that even work how does the the fucking algorithm of the footballing universe churn that shit out when we've been trying over and over again and maybe we just need to stop trying as hard as we're trying right now and and just take a step back appoint someone who who understands what it means to be Tottenham Hotspur and then just build on the traits that we have definitely built on in the last 15 plus years we are we're not we're not a soft touch right like we generally know how to battle and how to fight. And there's a lot of things that Mourinho and Conte have given us. Even AVB, you can you can look at most of the managers we've had. There's different traits that we've built up um, over time. What we don't have is that foundation, that experience, that kind of in-house culture of winning the league or winning lots of cups recently. And a lot of other football clubs have that. And it does, you can change the players, you can change the manager, but that bit of history is there and it's recent. And I think we kind of lack a little bit of depth there. But that's not to say we're not learning. Um, obviously, we need to get it right um, in terms of what Levy and the club are doing with the appointment and stop obsessing about we've got to get top four, we've got to get top four, we've got get top four. But if we don't, we might win the league the following season because of the other work that's going on. Think outside the box a little bit think about the longevity of what it is we're trying to do revenue's not a problem anymore do you know what i mean we, mm. we should we should be competitive so how do you become competitive and and do so with a bit of a, a, a robust personality about yourselves rather than this two or three season reboot two or three season reboot and i know a lot of football clubs work like that but let's stop fucking comparing ourselves to everything out there. Let's just let's just remember who we are again and just and 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 and, and just grab that identity back. But this we're is, lacking it. But this is part of the problem, mate, right? Because you know, we've we've spoken about this plenty of times before, the kind of the the back forth internal thoughts and feelings about Daniel Levy and the the way in which the club is run in a footballing sense at least. I mean, Really, with regard to them, I'm I'm totally checked out now on Enoch, and I'm definitely checked out on Paratici because I, I think this is kind of part mm. of the this is part of the 
Would you get rid of the director of football then? Um, and and actually, Jack, there's there's two questions for you, mate. Mm. Because he's still there, and supposedly he's involved in looking for the next manager, well, which is a bit weird considering his ban a... and his potential. I don't, well, I don't know what other charges might be chucked at him. Um, or, 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 or are we reading too much into the media? Like, Poch comes back. Does he work under the director of football? You know, like, does he work directly with Levy again? Are we are we opening up old, old wounds in terms of Levy? He's then more involved in the football. I think it, it, it seems to be that look, really we're going to need a director of football because I think Daniel Levy is going to be able to override a manager too much. We've seen that kind of in the past, and for all the kind of talk that he's not involved, come on. Do me a favor, like we all. Daniel Levy is a control freak. We know this, right? We know this about him. He's going to be involved in the the running of a club, but I guess maybe just in terms of a in a in a job title sense, like in you know, I don't know. Suits tend to identify with one another, right? And I think mm. maybe having mm. a director of football there, maybe Levy will be more willing to like listen to somebody who has one eye on business and one eye on the football side of things, right? And, and per, I think... Paratici's done all right, though, right? It's just in terms he, of... Yeah, I think, I think to a degree, yes. I mean, he's probably lucked out a bit with, with yeah. Kulisevsky, um, yeah. Ben Tankur as well. I mean, I think my biggest worry about it is, is really if Luis Enrique is top of our list, I mean, I'd, I'd, I would seriously question what team it is and what squad it is that Fabio Peritici is watching and is overseeing because we don't we we one of the biggest failings in this in this squad in this team and we've been saying this for years is our really on a on an individual level our lack of technical quality there are so few players that are able to kind of pass the ball around crisply Luis <laughs> Enrique absolutely definitely requires players that can do that you know, to even get the best out of it, like he—he's he, obviously had his his best period when he's had MSN playing for him and all other host of stars. But it's probably unfair to hold that against him. He's still, you know, they were one of the best ever football teams going after Pep Guardiola's Barcelona as well. But hmm. I just, I just, again, it just feels like a fit that is not in keeping with the as we've sort of spoken about the culture and the ethos of this club again you know and it, it, I can see it going that way or I can see us bringing back too short I, I'm losing hope by the day that Pochettino will, will be back again because um, whatever I, I guess Peretici just feels that he won't have enough control in that in, in, in that circumstance but like you say you know it's not even an alleged thing this is a guy that's potentially going to be banned from football or maybe I, I think maybe even imprisoned you know mm, and mm. he's still running a kind of a, a major basically eff effectively running one of the biggest football people can say well, well what have you won one of the biggest football teams in Europe yeah one of the biggest football teams in the world yeah. like, what what are we playing at I, do, I just I, and this is this is kind of where you know because the whole kind of we go again we believe we build to a point I just think, again, touching on what you were saying at the start, mate. I just think the will isn't there anymore. I just, I feel that from everybody, everybody's just tired of this now. Everybody's tired of this kind of dance, you know. Arsenal are coming back now. They're going to win the league, like probably. I, I think they're going to do it. Like I'm pretty certain they've done it. And in the time that they've been apparently shit, 
they've won what two FA two or three FA Cups have they won? <laughs> um, and you're bringing me down, Jack. And, you're bringing me down. Get to get to your point. Previously, they <laughs> they won the Premier. There's not really a point, mate. It's just that I just want to feel that like there's 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 some hope that Tottenham can get something, even if it's not Pochettino. Like get somebody in. I, I want to get somebody in that we can make ours. You know, and I, yeah. it just feels to me that like an Enrique or a Marco Silva or somebody like this is like. But, but this is this is where the overlap ones, is. You know, like it's, this is the overlap though. I think it's that you can be critical of Levy in the club, right? But I think that Levy shouldn't be as naive as he as he has been for being for for someone that is such a a, a, a great businessman. Whether you you, you like that tagline or not you know he's he's built us into a billion pound entity right yeah. okay and some people say well i mean that was always going to happen Mate, it's not that fucking easy to do like you might think in your head it's sat in your bedroom on your laptop that, that, that it's easy to turn tottenham into some a club that's worth supposedly like you know over four billion quid um he's incredibly astute when it comes to those type of things not so astute when it comes to the football, possibly a little bit naive. In his heart, I think he wants us to be successful. He, the application and the delivery of that is 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 where it breaks down. And out of the desperation of achieving what you're talking about, just getting across the line a couple of times, and then understanding and understanding what it took to be able to then do it again, and it becomes a more comfortable thing. That's how you kind of create this this culture of winning, right? Um, and to do that, I think he's tried to take, and not even shortcuts, I mean, in his head and in, in, in most of our heads, at, at some point, we probably entertained the fact that Mourinho might be able to do that. He's done it everywhere else. Conte is, is arguably, at the time, one of the best managers on the planet, and he'll probably go somewhere else, go back to Italy and win something easily again. You know, And you kind of question, well, why has he done it there? And he, he hasn't done it at Spurs. I think... First of all, the Premier League is the hardest fucking league on the planet. And yes, there is potential for you to to elevate yourself in terms of circumstances, in terms of other clubs having a, a kind of a drop-off, which is what's happened this season. Not taking any way, anything away from the scum. They're doing what they need to do game to game. They're very hard to beat. They're, they're, they're very comfortable in themselves. They have identity. And it's annoying as, as hell seeing them do this. Not that I watch any of their games, but... Um, and, and and with Spurs, we try, we try and try and try to to get over the line in these kind of very uh, kind of anti-Tottenham types of ways because we've tried everything else and it hasn't quite worked. Uh, so I think the club are trying their best. It just doesn't pay off. And and you're right. I think you, you have to just pull everything back and remember what it is that we we want to be from day to day remember that it isn't this it shouldn't be this um this kind of like end of days if it doesn't happen this season it's never going to happen bullshit because spurs are always in amongst it spurs have always got they always end up with a gem of a player we've always got world-class players we're, we're, we're always discovering or just creating birthing absolute icons of football we just never have them at the same time right we never have them all together with the right manager but if we just just bring it back a little bit 
and appoint, whether it's Pochettino or someone else who can, who can be given as much time as he needs and we all buy into it because he talks to us on a level and we connect with him and he isn't just like hot air, it's it's actually things that do resonate, then, then that gives him time and it gives us an understanding that we're going somewhere. Now, that might not work completely because unfortunately there's still an element of supporters that will turn on someone if they don't see results immediately. I mean, you can say that about Conte. He's not even had a full season at Tottenham yet. Do you know what I'm saying? Like a a proper full... So you could say, are we overreacting? Are we impatient? Them locked down the road, wanted Arteta out. Numerous amounts of of time. So there's a point, in fact, under his tenure early on where people, gooners were basically saying, I don't know what this guy's trying to do. I don't see I don't see a style. I don't see anything here. The fuck is he doing? They persevered. Now maybe they persevered because they didn't have anyone else to come in. And they thought, fuck it, let's just keep him and see what happens. And and it's turned out to be all right. And, and you gotta be lucky in football. And it, it sometimes it is to do with moments. And and I think Spurs are trying to create the moment rather than waiting for it to happen organically. And again, I get that we need to be in Champions League because the club needs to, to keep up appearances with sponsors and to earn this revenue and that revenue. Just pull yourself back, Daniel, mate, and just think about the money that you will make if you sacrifice a bit of that revenue or whatever it is and you look ahead at a team that's finishing in the top two every season and suddenly is a team that could probably win the Champions League. And and then all those other revenues will just expand and it will just be ridiculous. And then you could put more towards the team. These, again, currently sat in an office pretending I understand football and business and the rest of it. But you just think, have a bit of patience within the club and, and then it becomes more believable for us on the outside paying the money that we do to go and, to go to games and watch football. You just need to, you have to buy into in, into it. And it's... It's these notions, these sentimental notions that actually mean a lot more than they do. Do you know what I'm saying? They just, it means so much more to have something that everybody agrees. That's fucking, that's my fucking football club. That is fucking Tottenham Hotspur, that. And I, I, I see myself in it. And, and at the minute, we're, again, we're looking in the mirror and we, we, we can see Mourinho. We look in the mirror, we can see Conte. And there's lots of good things about those two guys. Unfortunately, not a lot of good things whilst they've been at Tottenham. Um, so I don't know. I, it worries me as well, mate, because I think I, I, I want that comfort blanket. Uh, I, I want Pochettino back for the reasons that you've given. Like, just let's just go back and see what happens. It's going to happen someday. It might as well be let's now. Let's just have a breather from this. These conversations that we've been having that feel like an eternity now. Do you know what I mean? This mm. kind of constant. What's Levy's plan? What's Paratici's plan? Where are we heading as a club? I thought the stadium was supposed to be a game changer. Why is the football not fun? You're a loser if you care about football being fun. Well, do you know, it just this. Like, I just want a break from that for a bit. It's just like people have said, just like putting on kind of like a comfortable pair of jeans. You know, a pair of jeans that you know <laughs> yeah. you can just put on for a bit and it's fine. You know, that's kind of... Because yes, I do obviously have like a, uh, a strong an outwardly strong personal connection to Maurizio Pochettino I love him as a manager I love the the time that we had and everything but I think also enough time has passed 
Yeah, and I, I, I honestly, honestly, mate, I, to me, now is kind of the now or never moment for me, I think, with him. Um, Because I think he's just young enough where he's kind of, you know, I think his ideas are probably still quite fresh and he could probably still get something out of them. Um, I'm sure the lads on the extra inch would be able to kind of go into this on a deeper level, but to me there isn't an awful lot of difference between what we're seeing Arsenal doing at the moment to what we were doing a few years ago under Pochettino and it's still working, right? Do you know what I mean? Front foot, positive football, core values of belief, fighting hard for one another and kind of not giving up on any... You know, that 3-2 against Bournemouth the other day, that was peak Pochettino Tottenham. That was Southampton away, you know? Yeah, that was... That was sickly, man. That was absolutely... that. I mean, that was probably the moment I thought... Yeah, the, 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 these pricks have got they've got the template for it, and, and it's made easier by what Pep is doing. And uh, and I kind of I think I probably tapped out the season at that point. To be fair, I was like, "Fuck this!" Yeah, yeah. You know, like, why are we? Is it, why 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 is it compounded with that? I mean, if they weren't if they were below us or just a couple of points ahead of us, it it would make the season a little a bit a little bit more easier to stomach, right? And it would. I don't would. define myself by them lot, but you're you're right. It's a rivalry. If you don't hate them, and if you if they don't make you feel a little bit shitty, then it isn't a rivalry. And they're the only football club I can really say that bother me constantly. And that's the way it should be. We're, there should be this hate hate relationship with, with with the scumbags. But it's again to go back to the universe. It dishes out the wallops, man. When it comes to Tottenham and and. Um, it, and I'm, I'm kind of fed up with that as well. It's just like grab it by the scruff of the next Spurs, um, but do so knowing who you are. And at the minute, exactly. we don't know who we are really, and it's 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 a massive, massive problem. And, and Levy has to wake up to that, and he's, he needs to wake up to it really quickly. Well, on a on a on a cheery note, mate, because coming towards the end of the podcast, but there has been some talk today that Tottenham are putting all of their energy now into, ahead of a new manager search, putting all of their energy into convincing Harry Kane to stay at the club and to be mm. the you know the numero uno man. It feels like we're almost going to offer him an Mbappe-type deal where he is an actual kind of like satellite football director in a way, um, that he's going to have decisions in things like managerial searches and the direction of the club. And yeah, such. I love that. I love that. I love it, mate. But do you? Your what's your gut tell you on Harry Kane? Does he stay uh, at Tottenham? No. I, 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 it, God, it's this a is weird this is because... this is a this is a real cheerorama today, isn't it? This, <laughs> <laughs> this part, it's, been I, it's been good. It's been good because I, I I think I think this is this is my point. You can't do this on Twitter. You can't no. do this in chat, right? Um, I think my gut is telling me he 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 leaves, right? Um. But then, when I try to think about it pragmatically, what what does that actually mean? Does it mean that he goes this summer for a fee? Does it mean he goes next summer? Does he does he stay another season as part of this kind of transitional period at, at Spurs? Um, and and if he goes on a freeze, that's something that we would allow. Does that does that make it risky in terms of who you might join if he goes on a free? Um, so there's all these little things that start kind of pulling me back and thinking what's on his mind has he changed since the the the, the Gary uh, Neville uh, interview on the golf course you know uh, is he looking at that record 
uh, Shearer's record? Is he thinking about doing it in uh, at one club rather than than going elsewhere? Better the devil you know, and and finding the you know I mean he should be, um, you know I was talking about this the the other day on, on my pod that you know wherever he goes he will probably be one of the best players at a football club, but you never you never quite know what might happen. Do you know what I mean? There's an aura. You know, at Spurs, he's he's the, the one that we look to. He spearheads our attack. He he drops into midfield. He defends. He does all that kind of stuff. Um, so is that playing on his mind? Is he thinking, actually, fuck it. Like, the connection I have with Spurs is strong enough for me not to obsess about trophies. And if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. So there's all these things, the type of things that we talk about. And I don't know whether it's a defensive mechanism on my part. I don't really want to entertain him wearing a United shirt or wearing mm. a City shirt. And and, and so it, it's, my gut is telling me one thing and then my head is saying, well, hold on a minute. You know, maybe, maybe it's a little bit different. But then there's echoes of what happened under Gareth Bale. You know, even though I had people telling me he's definitely going, I was like, yeah, but is he? Is he? Is he, if he's, is he going to go? And it's like, in the end, it was like, oh my God, how naive was I to think mm. he wasn't going to go to Real Madrid with this guy literally as a child wanted to play for Real Madrid. With Kane, he can play until he's 38, probably. And he probably won't, to be fair. He's probably going to be in the NFL. Or he's probably going to join Bell uh, back on the on the golf courses um, in, in in the US. But he will, he will sustain his career a, a lot longer than most strikers, simply because of his intelligence and his ability, his capacity to be more than just a goal scorer. So maybe he can afford another season at Tottenham. I don't know. But a contract, that ties him in. So it, the question might be, is what the fuck does Spurs need to do to convince Kane that we're going to get it right when we have failed time and time again yeah. to get it right? And and, and, and so then it, that brings me back again. Fucking hell, I'll, I'll finish this in a second. It brings me back again to Kane thinking, it ain't going to work in, 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 in my generation as a Spurs fan, as a Spurs player. And I have to move on. And it'd be ironic, right? He'll leave the football club and we fi- we finally win something. And we'd be like, only Spurs could avoid winning something with their greatest ever player and then win something without him. Phil, and, who's and, and, mate of the show, he's always saying that, though. He's always saying, you know what's going to happen. Soon as Kane and Songo, we're going to start winning stuff again. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's what we need as a football club as well. Like We talk about this re- restart. We talk about becoming something you know, beyond those two players. And, and and maybe at some point we have to deal with that reality. We have to move on. We're not going to be able to replace Kane. Um, uh, but we will have a different dynamic. And, and, and that doesn't mean it's going to be anything worse. It just won't be the same. And it will feel weird. It will feel surreal. It won't feel like something that, that's familiar to us. But that is football. We've, we've lost... Lots of great players, maybe not as someone as as important to us than the, the, the Harry Kate, but that is life, mate. We have to move on with it, and we can't be fearful of that. We again, it's just we need to grow a pair of bollocks when it comes to stuff like this. As a football club, if they want to offer him something un- unbelievably, uh, you know, appetising in terms of finances and and and, and influence. He might value that more than than going to City and winning the league in his first season, which will look great on his wall, right? But in his heart, how's he going to really feel? And I know people are going to be thinking, mate, 
you know, it's winning something. It's, of course, he's going to feel something. He's going to be playing week in, week out with, the, with his players. And the sense of achievement will be, you know, something tangible. It's, it's not fraudulent just because he's gone to a super club with elite players everywhere. But in his heart, it won't mean as much as winning something at Tottenham. Because when we finally do win something, Jack, and we will, it will feel better than absolutely anything any other football fan has ever had. Um, obviously, because we've won it. And obviously because it's probably the greatest edging session anybody has ever experienced in in, in history. <laughs> so, like, it will be absolutely orgasmic when it does happen for this football club. And, and maybe part of, part of Kane's thinking is, what if...